I'm not convinced you mentioned it previously, but again, as I say, it wasn't recognised. I mean, my spelling was never good. And reading, I mean, mm. I could, it took me so long to read a book. It could take me a year to read just a, a, a small book. Then, of course, you forget what you've read because you forget the, yeah. the story. But my sister could read a book a night. So, yeah, and I just so miserable in school. It was awful because, you know, especially like, in those days with the blackboard, you know, so everything was written on the blackboard, then you'd have to write it in your book. But of course, by the time you've looked at the blackboard and then you started to write it, you've forgotten what you've got to put down. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it wasn't that good and, and nobody knew. And you always think that you are the only person. Yeah. So, I mean, dyslexia might not have been recognised then, but do you think it was quite prevalent? Looking back, do you think Yes, it was. Children? Lots of children. But... Nobody knew that because nobody would discuss it. And you don't want to, as a child, you don't want to sort of be picked out as, you know, not being able to do anything. Even though we were sort of put in classes that, uh, you know, we probably, with the other children, um, sort of, you know, yeah. the same sort of problems. So when you were then an adult and had your own children, you noticed your son yes, was having the same difficulties that you had had. And that then, in time, led to what is now with the Dyslexia Day Centre. But it was quite a long journey, wasn't it? It was a long journey. Um, It was still, even in those days, still dyslexia wasn't recognised over here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we had to really work hard to get that to be recognised, to get children assessed, um, which we had to bring somebody over from England to do um, on a weekly basis Mm -hmm. uh, to assess these children. So, yeah, it, it was really difficult. And the frustration with these children, especially the ones sort of in their early teens, because they'd gone through school mm. with all these problems, not knowing what they were. Yeah. Feeling like they were the problem, maybe? Rather yeah, very often, when you're, let's finish, you want to be part of the team, don't you? Yeah. You want to be the same as everybody else. So for some of them, it turned out that they didn't want people to know that they couldn't do all the schoolwork. Mm. So they started messing around. They were kind of like the school clown to yeah. sort of get the attention of the other children and they could make them laugh and that. And so, yeah, they just had really switched up to that stage. So when we first started, um, when we first opened the centre, we had quite a few of these older children, sort of mm-hmm. early teens coming as well. Um, so that was quite difficult for them. I'm guessing it's better if children are help from a younger age, so if the dyslexia is recognised, is it, it is, the younger yeah. the better? Yeah, as far as um, assessing, it's not so easy to assess them when they're very young, mm-hmm. because you know, children do develop differently, and some children will write their letters backwards, um, but that can correct itself, Yeah. but by the age of about seven, if it hasn't, you start thinking that everything, something's not quite right, um, so... That's when, you know, people should really be looking at it. But I think you should be aware from an early age. But I think most parents would probably realise that their child is not possibly doing something else like their other like their other children might be doing or their friends' children are doing. I think you yeah. can get that feeling that something's maybe not quite right. When the Dyslexia Day Centre first launched, and was it 86? 86. Yeah. You didn't work with education no. initially. It was after school lessons. Yes. Um, but when education and yourselves linked up, um, how busy were you? How many children did need 
But we only had two teachers at that time. So, of course, we were limited to how many children we could mm -hmm. teach. We also, those children also had a full assessment um, in those days as well, which, again, took time to do. Yeah. Um, that doesn't happen now, they just have screening. Um, but, so, we started, so we worked with the children in school, uh, with just the two teachers, then after school, they started coming to the centre as well. Okay. And then, of course, our staff from two then went up to four. So we started building up the staff that we had then. And um, we've actually got, um, well, there's ten of us now that work at the centre, and eight of them are in the state schools teaching. And are they all busy, all of the eight staff that are teaching? Is there demand for all of their services? Absolutely, wow. okay. yes. They are busy. I mean, we know there probably are other children that we could be working with, but yeah. we're only allowed to work with 100 children. Okay. Um, actually, this academic year we have worked with 108, but we've actually paid for those extra eight. So the 100 children, that was covered by the state's grant. That's right, Which, yes. as we know, is coming to an end. Yes. Um, but what is the grant paid for then? So it's paid for 100 children for the screening, the support, the support, and it's in school and out of school? It's all in school. Okay. Um, that's what it covers. It also covers um, working or talking to the teachers and making sure that everybody knows what we're doing and making sure that that child, actually what they do in our lesson, mm -hmm. also gets transferred into their own lesson. Obviously, speaking to the parents, yeah. parents' evenings, things we also put on, especially for the new children that we pick up each academic year, we put on um, a, a course or evening so that teachers can come, sorry, um, parents can come to the yeah. centre, see what we're doing, so that they know what their child, what we're doing with their child, and so that they can help them in that way. So under the terms of the grant, with your eight teachers, mm -hmm. how much time does each child get? Does it, or does it vary from it, child it, to child? It varies because of the school day. I mean, basically, it's around two hours a day, uh, two hours a week, so that's two sessions a week. Yeah. But because of the school day and, of course, breaks, playtime, whatever, sometimes they're not quite a full hour. And what's it like um, for yourself and for the teachers I guess when you first see a child, they first come for the screening, and then seeing them develop over those couple of hours a week, over the course of however many years that you see them. Oh, before. it's just, it's wonderful. I mean, I'm still talking to pupils that we had in the very early days who are now yeah. adults, and we even have some of their children mm. coming through. Um, and it's just lovely, it's just lovely to see how their confidence has grown so much and what jobs they're doing. Amazing jobs, you know, that they go to university, they've got high-powered jobs, yeah. and I just love hearing from them. And just to clarify then, you said that dyslexia, um, sometimes the parent will have it and the child will have it, so it is something that's hereditary? It is, yeah. It is hereditary. Is it easier to notice if you yourself are dyslexic, to see if your child... Is having the same yes. issues. Yes, because you can sort of see yes. the problems that, you know, I have. I could see that in my son as well. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, and you mentioned about the children that you've taught or that, you've, that the centre has supported then going on to the various careers and jobs. And actually, there are some people in some very high-powered, um, very high-pressured, very intellectual yes. job roles, aren't there? there are. That are dyslexia, not just in Guernsey, but no, throughout the world. world. Yeah. Yes, it is amazing. So it's no barrier, is it? It isn't a barrier. I mean, in the early days, um, before we started up, People were very, you know, you just wouldn't mention it at all because mm -hmm. I think you felt, we well, felt stupid really, I think, uh -huh. and, and it was awful. You, were, you know, they're embarrassed. And I'm sure there is probably still lots of adults here that won't say to anybody that they do struggle to read or they do struggle to write. Um, I mean, it's slightly easier nowadays with laptops and things and spell checks. Yes. Yeah. But you've still got to have a rough idea how to spell the word, otherwise you're not going to get it. And um, yeah, so we'd like to work with more adults just to you just need to build up their confidence. Because once you've built your confidence mm -hmm. up, then you will try yeah. other things. But if you've got no confidence, you're not going to want to try and do anything. So in terms of future plans, so the state's grant will cease at the end of this academic year. It will cease, with a yeah. Transition through till the end of with the, the calendar year. With the children that are here yeah. at the moment. Yeah, because you don't want to stop their progress, do you? No, we don't. No. Yes. So we will continue till Christmas um, with the children that we are working with. But obviously we won't be picking up any new children. But it's not going to be the end of the Dyslexia Day Centre, is it? Which I think some people have been very worried about. Yes. So have you made any future plans or do you know what the future Well, we will continue like? working um, at the centre. We will continue doing the after-school sessions for children. We would be doing workshops, assessments, uh, screenings. We're looking to do more with employees and employers and um, in any businesses. We're also looking to work with adults as well. I mean, is there likely to be a problem with adults who are out there working in the working world who weren't recognised as being dyslexic when they themselves yeah, were at school. Yeah. And very often, I mean, you know, they're highly intelligent people, but they might be doing a job that it's just quite a mundane sort of job and mm -hmm. that they could do a lot more, but they don't, they won't put themselves forward because yeah. they feel that, you know, it's going to hold them back, that um, they're spending and what have you. So, yeah, but nowadays, I think employers are more aware of that. Yes. So they are asking for yeah. our opinions on... What can we do to make you know our staff's life a lot easier? And we've got the um, anti-discrimination laws coming into force, haven't we? So, I mean, employers, you know, equality, diversity, inclusion—they're all buzzwords. But actually, dyslexia comes into that because if you feel that people can benefit from the services through the Dyslexia Day Centre, this is the time, isn't it, for the businesses to it is. to come forward? It is, yeah. And you know, if you're dyslexic, you've got some great ideas, mm -hmm. thinking outside the box. I mean, yeah. and we know by all the people that we know who are dyslexic, as you said before, you know, throughout the world, just look how well they've done. Well, we're sitting in the, the hands room here, aren't yes. we, which is one of your, uh, one of the rooms in the facility here at St Andrews, the former St Andrews School. Are we allowed then to mention Guy Hans? He's one of the uh, supporters of the Dyslexia Day Centre. And he's spoken once, I believe, yes. about his own experiences. Yes, he has. Yeah, I mean, he's a, a real success story. It is. Um, and it, that's wonderful for children to know, or for yeah. children, adults, 
anybody to know, and just to see what you can do. So in the hands room here, this is your meeting room? It's our meeting room, room where we will have um, sort of work, we do workshops and things in here as well. Yeah, so I mean I can see actually on the walls there are some drawings and some writing that obviously yeah. some of the young students have well, done. That is actually, uh, we had a competition okay. to design a mascot. Right. Can I show you the mascot after? The, the, the winning one is that one. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so this is what they sort of came up with. But for any adults that might need support or want to explore support, um, although you're coming into what was a primary school, it's, it's actually, you don't feel like you're walking into a children's no. space anymore. No. Um, it, it can easily cater for adults as well as children. Yes, right yes. For any age. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we work with, I mean, the after school sessions we do work with students who are doing their A-levels. So we work with any age group, we do a lot of assessments of um, students that go to university because if they've got an assessment report, it makes a huge difference for them at the university. And university yeah. is very hot on this. They, they want to know so that they can give as much help as possible, which is great. Yeah. Um, do people approach the Dyslexia Day Centre then? So if there were, say, an A-level student or someone who's working or a parent who's concerned about their, their child yeah. of any age, do they come to you directly? They can do, yes. Yeah. They can come, they can discuss, you know, whatever their problems are. Um, they don't have to go through the school system at all. So the future of the Dyslexia Day Centre, it will change? The but future not... will change. It's not going to be easy, obviously, yeah. but we are looking at doing lots of other things, which is going to be quite exciting, really, as well, to be able to do that. And we've got such wonderful staff. So, I'd like to make the most of that. <laughs>